You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business. The podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra. And today I have a comical guest who is joining us on the line uh, and this should be a, a pretty fun and interesting podcast. I'm definitely excited about this episode. We're speaking to Thomas Zipperer, who is one of the co-hosts and founders of NRQ, which is No Redeeming Qualities podcast. He's also a producer and a, um, I like to call him a comedian as well. So you guys will get to know a little bit more about what he does as we roll through this episode. So without further ado, I will let him give the introduction, and we will keep it rolling from there. So, hey, what is up, Thomas? Thanks so much for joining us this morning. How's everything going? Everything's good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Definitely glad to have you on. Cannot wait to hear some of the wonderful things that you're doing. Been checking out the podcast lately. You guys have some pretty good uh, episodes, comical episodes, uh, especially with the, the recent Halloween edition that you guys did. And so if you don't mind, just drop us a, a, a background, and let's let's get rolling. Uh, so, uh, the No Redeeming Qualities podcast is hosted by me and uh, my best friend Bob, but we uh, we were originally a writing duo, and then about five years ago, we started a podcast, which was more of a hobby, an excuse to hang out uh, for probably the first three years, and then here in the last two years, the, the, the following has grown, and uh, we've gotten some sponsorships, and so... It's really kind of blossomed into something that we really never anticipated that it would. Exactly. Yeah, and I've I've been noticing, uh, you guys, the, the content is is you know it's pretty. There's not one thing that you guys focus on. I mean, it's pretty diverse as far as the entertainment that you guys provide. And so I definitely want to talk about like some of the content. I know you've been writing for a while and uh, you also do a little bit of the the podcast production. So let's get started on like as far as the entertainment aspect of it. You know, you guys always have fun. There's always some good content. There's always something to keep people coming back each week. So how do you go about, well, I guess, give us a bit about the, the concept. You know, you got NRQ. Like, what is the, the sole purpose and mission of that particular podcast? So the uh, the main purpose in our inequality is that, you know, it's an entertainment podcast. And it originally started very stereotypical you know, basement podcast, two fat friends just talking about their week and drinking as they do it. And, you know, like I said, it, it started more as just an excuse for us to hang out. But over time, what we learned was what separated us from the pack of, you know, the 10,000 other podcasts with two fat white hosts making jokes was yeah. just preparing, was yeah. just we started saying that when you come, you got to have so many jokes or so many bits or so many this or so many that. And so that was kind of when we started to really notice the, the increase in the following, uh, the followership. And uh, we even spiraled that uh, in 
found out that we were really good at, well, I already knew it because I was a good student. Bob wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. We, we, that we just enjoyed doing research on stuff. And so we would pick a topic and he would research it and I would research it. We couldn't share our notes until it was time to record. And, uh, and so at first we were just doing that for like kind of more silly stuff to give us an excuse for, for an episode in case we didn't have any jokes or anything. So like originally we did one on the presidents and I think we did another one on candy. But where, where we were able to take that was we started actually doing research for people on our Patreon. And so if you go on our Patreon and you pay, you'll get an episode written about anything you want. And that actually, to me, is the most fun thing about it because I enjoy not getting to pick, you know, what we're talking about. Because it's more challenging. Because yeah. we've gotten some really off-the-wall topics that we've had to, you know, <laughs> turn into a coherent episode. So, like, we got one... Because what we tell people is you either have to pick uh, one topic for the whole episode or you have to pick three topics because there's usually three segments in the show. So we had, like, one guy... He wanted an episode on Butte, Montana, where he was from, but also Evil Knievel, but also the history of hockey. So it was like, okay, you know. Oh, wow. And so you got to figure out what order you're going to do it in, how you're going to go from one to the next, make it sound at least somewhat organic. And so I think that's kind of what really separates us from a lot of other podcasts is that we're willing to put a lot of uh, you know background effort into the show. Exactly. And that, I mean, to me, that 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 is a full produ- uh, producer role or production role when you have to go in and, and actually produce the content and you're creating the script and, and making sure that it that it flows pretty well. And there's also another uh, a segment or I, I guess a theme and topic, which is the wheels of wheels of justice, which we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. But when you were just talking about, you know, hey, the challenge of having to research and get this information and then you go in and take it and make it to something fun and entertaining. Like I, I love the way that you guys are doing that. So that's, that is good. I mean, you, you can't, you know, sometimes like with me is, you know, it, I know what I'm good at and I know what to stick to and what not to <laughs> stick to. So this would be a totally different lane for me, but I love the fact that you guys actually go in and do the research and pull, uh, put together rather some pretty good content. So let's, let's talk about your, um, I want to know. I want to know more about some of the things that you're listening to, like you know your your go to shows. You watch any sketch comedy at all? <laughs> oh, so as far as podcasts, or do you mean TV? You know what? I I was specifically I, I for some reason I feel that you should be doing some sort of television production, like the sketch comedy. You know this <laughs> this this whole Saturday night uh, type of uh, spiel. But yeah, I mean anything that you want to share. Yeah, originally, Bob and I, uh, when we lived in Austin, because we used to share a house in Austin, we signed up for a, uh, an improv class, and I think we went to two of them, and we were just like, this is not for us. <laughs> right. So that was kind of our that was kind of our forte into doing live shows, and then we're actually trying to do that with the podcast. We did our first live show uh, at a, at a uh, Comapalooza, it's like Houston, uh, like nerd convention and I'm not a I don't do nerd stuff and neither does Bob very much but uh, we did a live show about all the different kinds of kryptonite you know for all these nerds at the comic right. convention <laughs> but 
but it, it, as far as um, I like SNL, I really like cartoons. I would say that 90% of what I consume is either cartoons or sports. I can tell. I can cer- I can cer- I can certainly tell because it, you know you you have to have a little laid back approach. I mean, I know you're not watching MSNBC or CNN or you know you're not watching. I a- watch me. I, I watch. I, I limit myself to one news program a week, pretty much. I'll watch Meet the Press in the morning because Trump just makes my blood pressure go up, so I can only watch so much. Oh my gosh! Hey. Oh yeah, that's another that's another big theme in the show. By the way, if you're like a Trump person, you're not probably not gonna like in our queue because we make we, it got so bad that we have the Trump bit of the week because we were like it got to a point where we were like we could do every episode on the stupid crap that he says, and so a whole podcast. Yeah, you're episode. big. Yeah. That's a whole. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, and and anybody that's listening, if you are. Uh, you know, pro Trump in you know this this podcast. The content sp- specifically, obviously, is not uh, going in that direction. Definitely don't go to like the Facebook page <laughs> and all of that stuff because you got you guys keep it you guys keep it pretty hot with uh, a lot of the stuff. But it's comical. I mean, it's all all in good fun, and I I enjoy it. So no apologies. So Thomas, tell us like who are your favorite comedians? Because I I see you you know I don't know maybe some some live open mic to where you're doing some stand up and things like that or. Are you interested in Actually, that at all? So my uh, my partner does stand up. I've always been a bit of a coward. Actually, I always kind of had a lot of stage fright, which is which is funny because I've had a lot of jobs that involved speaking to large crowds. But for some reason, stand ups just always have my number. I can't. Yeah. I've never been able to do it. But Bob Bob takes care of that. Now, my favorite comedian probably ever is is Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, I read his books. I've watched uh, you know pretty much every episode of his, all his different shows. He was a huge influence on me growing up. And then, unfortunately, another huge influence of mine was Bill Cosby. And you know that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like that was literally that was like what was my first exposure to comedy was Bill Cosby. My parents got uh, one of his specials. I can't remember. It was the one with the chocolate cake for breakfast. And I kept asking like you know, when did the movie start? It's just a guy talking <laughs> on stage. And they were like, this is it. This is all he does. And so, you know, that was the first time I'd ever seen that you could just go up and be funny. And then Bill Cosby had to go and do what he did. So, you know, <laughs> that story's ruined. But <laughs> uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm asking. I don't care. I'm asking. There's a, the Halloween, <laughs> the Halloween special. I keep calling it a Halloween special, like the Charlie, you know, the, the, uh, What's that? That uh, you know, Charlie. What's you know the cartoon character? That's crazy. I can't remember. Oh, Charlie Brown. Charlie yeah, like the Brown. Charlie Brown Halloween special. But this is this is definitely not that. But I'm I'm mentioning this because we just talked about Bill Cosby, and there's this one scene or this one part within that that podcast to where he kind of comes out of the like. Explain a little bit about. <laughs> explain a bit yeah, about so that. Every every year for Halloween, we always do a themed episode and. Uh, this year was our fifth one, and it's, it's if you go and you can listen, you can just see the progression of how much more elaborate it gets. But Bob always <laughs> likes to write some kind of poem about whatever the theme of the episode, and this year was ghosts. And so we can't have anything be serious, so we always have him read the poem, and then something ridiculous happens. And so this year our studio got haunted by Ghost Dad. Uh, <laughs> a horrible Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> and uh, thankfully we have... Uh, 
we have a, a voice performer kind of in our Rolodex, and so he can do a lot of different impressions. So I called and I was like, I need you to do Bill Cosby. And so. That episode. That episode, I'm telling you, like, I must have rewound that a couple of times. <laughs> Just it was like, I, I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, they are really going a little bit above and beyond for the entertainment aspect of it. Like, give us the title of that. For anybody who wants to check that specific episode out, let us know uh, the title and, and link to find that really quick. Cause I'm, it was uh, episode 127, Busted Makes Me Feel Good. It was the whole thing was about those. That's perfect. I love it. All right. So we, we just talked about your favorite comedian, uh, and I know you like the SNL, which is, you know, obviously I, I pretty much similar content as far as putting together your own productions. So what what inspires you? So you have those people who influenced your career, but what where do you pull a lot of the topics? Do you follow trends at all, or where do you get your inspiration? Uh, we, I, I try and pay attention to trends because I don't want to do them, but it, 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 we've actually been trying to carve our own path because we unfortunately ended up in such a, uh, a heavily saturated uh, market, you know, uh, comedy podcast, you know, Jesus Christ, there's thousands and thousands of them. Yeah. And so we, we, you know, I guess we started out, it was the trend. The trend was, you know, just anybody could go in their basement with their friends and make a podcast. Because what I tell people is that if I were to make a podcast in 2019, I would not have done No Redeeming Quality. We would have tried to figure out something that had more of a niche to it instead of just wide open. And so, I mean, we're kind of already, we're kind of stuck with what we do. And so, you know, wide open is what it is. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I mean, um, you know, like I said, the the content is a little bit diverse. There's, there's a little bit of everything for everybody, and especially, you know, when you have like the different themes, like the Halloween one that you guys just did. But it kind of reminds oh. me a bit of. Um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say we've also got. Uh, we're, we're big on tradition, like uh, what, what would that be called? Like repeating specials every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give people things to look forward to. Uh, our probably our second favorite thing that we do each year is we do an alternative Shark Week. Oh wow! And we have an entire week of um, from from Sunday to Saturday, and, and each episode is only like fifteen minutes long. But we have uh, a complete alternative to Shark Week that overlaps Shark Week. So the first year we did it, it was all about squid, we called it Squid Week. And this year it was about alligators, so it's Gator Week. And um, we don't know what we're going to do next year. I wanted to do Shrimp Week, but I think that's taken by Red Lobster. So. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we'll be looking forward to whatever it is that you guys put out because, I mean, this is definitely going somewhere. And it reminds me a bit of Howard Stern's, you know, show, how he, you know, remember like the Baba Booey and like the different segues that he had. I don't oh, know if, you, yeah, if you follow him we, at all. We, uh, both of us were huge Opie and Anthony fans. Yeah. Howard Stern was a little bit before our time. I mean, I know he's still around, but like his peak was a little bit before our time. But uh, oh, we were definitely heavily, heavily influenced by Opie and Anthony. Yeah, those are some. Uh, I tell you what, it's it's you guys are right behind. I mean, it's it's gonna. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I, I definitely look forward to hearing more uh, in regards to what you guys are doing, especially 
with the landscape that we have. I mean, there's so much potential and opportunities with the podcast now that you never know, you know, so I'm definitely keeping my eyes open for that. And with that being said, let's let's jump into Wheels of Justice, Thomas. <laughs> tell us about okay. Tell us about that one. So Wheels of Justice is a fully scripted audio drama. It's like an old-fashioned radio play. And uh, when we say fully scripted, we mean it had. I think altogether the crew was about twenty-five people because we got voice actors and we got. Uh, musicians to do a score for us and, and 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 so what it is it started when we first started to kind of sniff some kind of success with the podcast we were noticing a lot of the feedback was you know it's a very generic comedy podcast and it's kind of like well we already knew that and so we were like well we need to we need to follow we need to do something that's going to put us on the radar. And it's funny, actually, you asked about trends earlier. The trend that we were trying to follow was true crime. And, and, and I mean, it's still true today, but, you know, about 2017, I mean, true crime podcasts were just the hottest thing ever. You know, you would have uh, these very basic, simplistic true crime podcasts that were just getting crazy numbers on the Apple charts and everything just because people would go listen to anything that's true crime. And so we were like, well, let's make a new podcast, like a second podcast, and it'll be true crime. And we thought, okay, let's try that. And then for as much as we like research, we realized we don't enjoy doing this. Like, this is not us. Like, and, and we were frustrated because I'm like, so many, and no offense to the true crime podcasters out there, but we were like, wow, so many of these podcasts suck. You know, just yeah. like, they don't have any personality, they don't have any charisma, their research is really weak. Uh, their microphones suck. You know, it was just, I, I was very critical <laughs> right. of it. And, and so what we decided was, well, wait a minute. Like, screw true crime. Let's just make, an, uh, make one up. Let's just make a crime up, and we'll just script something and act it. So, you know, the thing comes out to about an hour long. It's a little less than a movie. But what we decided was, well, if we're going to fake a crime, we need it to be the most ridiculous over-the-top, eye-catching crime that we can think of. And so, you're in Houston, Clint. Yeah. So you're familiar with Governor Greg Abbott. Oh, yeah. But for the listeners who aren't in the state of Texas, the governor of our fine state of Texas here is a paraplegic man. He's in a wheelchair. And so we thought, well, what if someone pushed him down the staircase and Mm -hmm. the state needed someone to, to solve the crime? And so... That's the story, is it's me and Bob playing fictionalized, horrible versions of ourselves. You know, <laughs> terrible. So, like, what we say is that, like, on the show with Bob and Zip, Zip is my, uh, my nickname, been my nickname since I was a kid. And so that's what we tell people. We're like, oh, no, no, that's Bob and Zip. He's Robert and I'm Thomas, you know, like. Yeah. So that's our excuse to play these horrible versions of ourselves, essentially just bumbling through the city of Austin trying to solve this crime. And uh, we released it earlier this year, and uh, we ended up getting silver at a audio festival back in, um, that would have been back in like May or June for writing. And then we got nominated for a different one. Uh, it's like the Audioverse Awards. I, I can't remember. That's actually still pending, so we don't know if we won or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, we just decided like, let's just go for it. Let's just try it. And 
let's see what we can do. So we wrote this, we wrote a full script and then, you know, we had to get actors. And so the whole budget and then we ended up spending like $500 on it. But, yeah, it's good. But we just thought, but we just thought, you know, we got to take our shot. We got to see if we can do this. And so I think the, the the pinnacle moment was an employee, a staffer in the Capitol reached out to us, oh, wow. saying that he had he had come across it and he thought it was funny. I don't think he worked directly for the governor, but he worked like in the governor's office. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's. It, it's so over the top, you know. It is yeah, so I mean, over the top. You, you, you have to lean into it. You have to. If you're going to be silly, you got to be, you know, silly. Exactly. <laughs> and I would say what 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 put like an advantage that we have over a lot of other you know comedians is that we, or at least I, I'm super anal about it. Yeah. So we wanted the story to make sense. You know, we wanted the story to be something that people would want to follow and not just an excuse for, you know, a setup or one joke to bounce to the next joke to bounce to the next joke. Exactly. It's, there is structure. That's what I love about what you guys are putting together. And even all the way down to like the cover art, like if, you know, if, it, if you go and look at the cover art for wheels of justice, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And then there's like that light that kind of sh- shines down on the, the tech, the state flag and, <laughs> like hey case closed you know problem solved so that's and a lot of that we we would not have been able to do if we didn't have a lot of people who believe in the show because that was a the the person who made that title art was a a fan of ours out in the west coast oh wow and i mean we paid him to do it but he cut us a really good deal half the voice actors are friends of ours you know that we just talked into doing it and the other half were, you know, people that we hired. And and we had a lot of advantages in order to get it done. But it's done. And I actually was working for completely unrelated to Redeeming Qualities. I was working on a different audio drama with a completely different crew of people. And uh, I didn't have, a, like, a production role in it. I was just working for them. And I wanted to pull my hair out. It, it made me realize how lucky we were that Wheels of Justice even got done. Because... I don't know if it was just a particularly diva-filled crew of people, but nothing got done. So nothing got done. Yeah, I tell you what, it it makes a difference when you have people that actually support what it is, and everybody's kind of all in. So that's cool. I definitely I can appreciate that. So what are like? Tell us what are a couple of the favorite podcast. What are you listening to? Like, what are your favorite podcasts? So right now, I. Uh I do all the post-production work for my own show, No Virginia Qualities, and all the other stuff that we do. And uh, I had a period where I was taking care of a, a close family member that was terminally ill, and she ultimately passed. And while that was happening, I had a lot of time to kill, like at the hospital and stuff like that. And so I learned that I could, that people would pay me to edit their shows. And so right now I've got, you know, five or six weekly clients just every week I edit their show. Yeah. And then on top of that, I usually just have one-offs, you know, three or four or five a week. And all that money I just put into the podcast to, to help grow it. But because of that, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts recreationally. So usually what I do, it's stuff like uh, The Daily with the New York Times and uh, ESPN's just daily sports podcasts and stuff like that. I like it to be mindless. Like I don't have to really think about it. 
But there is one comedy podcast I listen to, uh, and it was actually, I listened to it before I even did No Redeeming Qualities, and it's, uh, at the time it was called Scarborough County, but then they, they like rebooted themselves, and now it's called Dumb People Town, which is a terrible name, but it's a very, very funny podcast if you've never listened to it. Um, so yeah, actually, I don't, I don't listen to a horrible amount of podcasts anymore, just because it's kind of like what I do for work, so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The day-to-day, yeah, no, I can imagine it gets boring. Um, so before we get ready to wrap up, leave us, give us some podcasting production tips. I mean, since you're such a good producer and podcast host, leave us maybe uh, three to four top tips that you would recommend to uh, up-and-comers and aspiring podcasters. And, and these might sound silly. These might sound like very basic uh, tips, but you'd be very surprised how many people you know don't adhere to this. First is you got to edit your show. If you're going to be like, oh, we just do it and release the raw audio, nobody's going to listen to that. They're not going to listen to five-minute chunks of you guys stammering and having conversations that go nowhere. So you got to figure out how to edit it and how to polish it. Second thing, I would always prep. Even if you are a basement, we're just going to talk about beer or whatever, you know, prep. Have something to talk about because nobody, again, wants to listen to you stammer and, and, and repeat yourself. Um... Now, more of a practical tip, even if you think you are super enthusiastic about it, like, oh, I'm going to do this for sure, I would not buy an expensive microphone until probably 20 episodes in. I would, you can get a perfectly adequate, you know, it doesn't sound perfect, but, you know, it's very adequate microphone for less than $100. And I would wait at least 20, maybe even 25. I did 50. We were up to episode 50 before we actually got, like, nice XL, uh, XLR mics, you know, like actual fancy microphones. And that makes such a world of difference is having a good microphone. It just makes you, people listen to it and they think, oh, well, the audio sounds good. Yeah. You know, so the show must be good. And with that, just simple things like if you don't have a place to record, just go on Amazon, buy some sound tiles, get some thumbtacks, and just put a couple of them in in front of whatever wall it is you're talking about. It's just make tiny little efforts, and it's going to take you a take you a long way. Also, make a niche. Don't. If I had to tell you, don't do something like go down in your basement and talk about beer. Have a niche. Have some kind of specific topic. So you can advertise it easily. So you can go to things like Reddit. So like if you had a podcast about Spider-Man, you yeah. can go to Reddit. There's an entire subforum of, of Spider-Man fans. You could drop it in there and say, hey, check this out. As opposed to this, like, you know, where are you going to drop one saying that we're, we're two friends to talk about beer? It's just you're not going to stand out. Yeah, makes a dang world of difference. You're absolutely correct in that regard and we definitely appreciate it all right thomas zipperer of no redeeming qualities wheels of justice the podcast you guys be sure to check uh, bob and zip out before we wrap up words of encouragement feel free to leave those and then also let us know where we can find you guys online and what days your episodes air so my words of encouragement would be if you hate making the podcast no one is going to enjoy listening to it you have to enjoy it you have to be having fun Otherwise, you know, unless you are like a Nobel Prize winning expert in your topic, if you're not enthusiastic about it, people aren't going to want to listen. 
As far as us, you can check us out at nrqpodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us anywhere podcasts are found uh, on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the usual social medias. And uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash nrqpodcast. And I only plug that because we do have an option where you can pay $5. That's it for right now. I get in on it now because every year it used to be $1. Now it's $5. Yeah. If you just want a podcast about anything, you can pay five bucks and we will write you a podcast episode about whatever topic it is you want to hear about. Wow. That's free research and better than going to fiber. So we definitely appreciate (laughs) that, Thomas. Uh, It's been great having you on the show and definitely looking forward to all the wonderful things you guys have planned for 2020. All right. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.